Welcome back to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Zamara decides to take a break and spend some time with her new family out on the island. But it's not all rest and relaxation. She wants to know more about the ones who can access the Matrix with a thought, these technomancers, and how they've managed to control their gifts. If she can figure out how they do it, then maybe she can get the glitches she's been experiencing to stop. Our GM is Max, and Zoe is played by Sarah. We hope you enjoy listening. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, back to another original box set um, Shadowrun game. Tonight, I have with me Sarah playing Zoe. Welcome to Zoe's new reality. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, and uh, so no video, just going to be images of our maps and other bits of necessary information for the purpose of the game. Today's game session is going to be about Zoe's downtime. You have, we, we also want to point out that you've moved into your new apartment. Uh, it's luxurious in comparison. It's downtown. It has a nice view, great security in the shadow of several corporations. Uh, three litter boxes. Uh, dominate the apartment yes three litter boxes uh probably like two cat towers whatever she's got her own money so cat's just gonna buy whatever so and then there's the the roombas that have knives strapped to the top of them that drive around the apartment cleaning the floor and every once in a while getting into a knife fight have to periodically uh, change the balloons on the front of them. So. Mm, yes. Right, so I'm assuming we have two different colors, uh, red and blue. Mm-hmm. All right. Which Roomba is winning the most, red or blue? Is there like tally marks on a chalkboard or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's red right now. Place your bets. So, man, life has been going pretty good for you lately, hasn't it? You got a bunch of records cleared out of that police department. Uh, you've made some pretty good money. What else is going on? Sitting Eagle has his own drawer now. I guess that's yeah. good. Getting a little more serious with the old husband boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, job-wise, you recently got a decent amount of pay data that you still have to sort mm-hmm. through. Very um, true. Unfortunately, your most recent job didn't come through with a paycheck because uh, you had to ditch. Oh, wait, did did uh, Lucky paid you guys, right? Yeah, Lucky paid us. Oh. Was a little such a good guy. Um, I mean, you know, he's such a great guy. I mean, very kind of stand up kind of gentleman, citizen, <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm, so- I'm sorry, what? All around philanthropist. Philanthropist. Talking don't about t- the same lucky. <laughs> yeah, don't don't call him a philanthropist to his face, though. He might shoot you. True. He might not know <laughs> what the word means. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you uh, you and Alan had a run in with Sonny's security systems, and then was saved by <laughs> Lucky. So yeah, um, that Nancy. She's a. She's something else, ain't she? She she certainly is. Oh right. So 
What are we doing today with your downtime? I guess uh, I could just be working on my personal projects. Sounds pretty good. Um, I know that of the other players, of the other team members, a lot of them had said that they wanted to get you to do stuff for them, ID-wise. But none of them, as far as I know, have come to you and said, hey, I've got IDs need made. I, I know that, like, uh, I'll give an example. Alan and Gears, both in their other sessions, have said, I need to get with Zamora to get her to get me this ID. So as far as I know, and as far as my notes go, is that, isn't it money up front? Oh, yeah. Like half up front and the rest after I deliver, usually. If I know the person. So you might need, because your character requires a lot of bookkeeping, you might need to start keeping a, a ledger. It's very true. I should probably Just start doing that. A ledger on, for your Shadowrun character. Zamora is, you know, a little a little not used to all this crazy nightlife running around. You know, she had a she had a normal job for a little while. Right. Out of practice, that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, personal projects? Working on a personal host. Definitely one. Ah. It looks like I already made one for Gears. So, we're good there. A personal host for Gears? Oh, no, no. For me. Personal host for me. I already made the ID for for Gears. Right. Anything? I mean... Yeah, personal host, figuring out why uh, glitches are happening. Right. Okay, so which do you want to work on first? The personal host or the glitches? Let's do glitches, because those things are freaky and bothersome. Okay. How do you intend to do that? So from the from what I can remember whenever I went out on the reservation, and that's where it first started happening, I remember talking to the little girl that said, oh yeah, I used to have glitches too before, you know, um, she uh, merged, awakened, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe going out to the reservation uh, would be a start. Okay. Talking, maybe um, talking to... Uh, my mother-in-law. Sounds like a good plan. That sounds like a very a nice and relaxing time, dealing with only one problem at a time. Yeah, you know. So, uh, before you head out to the reservation to clear that, to do um, soul-searching, spirit-questing, or whatever it's going to be, what kind of host... Now, here, here's here's an important thing. Corporations build hosts and their in-game mechanics, not small. They are giant, powerful machines, hold tons of data, um, provide great icons in which and uh, spaces in which you can uh, create your icons, uh, do your actions. You have security and protection away from the matrix. You can put defenses. You can provide a storefront so it's like a putting together a building. So I imagine a building in cyberspace is not going to be cheap. 
With that said, because there, I haven't read anything that actually talks about pricing for them, because it's been a I while since I picked up a book. I'm not entirely sure there is actual pricing for hosts. So I think you're going to have to steal one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you can't steal a host. I'm just telling you, that's the first thing I came up with as far as, you know, being your guiding conscience. Yeah. Stealing the hardware for a host. Yes. Not an actual host. Well, <laughs> that <laughs> would one's be- mine now. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that would be, that'd be, that's beyond you. In fact, yeah. I don't think uh, any of the NPCs in the game that also computer specialists, that's beyond them. You know, I haven't put some sort of ultimate guru in the game who could be like, I can hack the Matrix and bullet wounds. God. Hacker man. Hacker man. <laughs> very good, very good character. Very good show. Um, so, yeah, I think you might need to steal the hardware. Okay. So while I'm taking this leisure vacation out to a reservation, um, maybe I'll do a little researching on my phone or, you know, just kind of looking. It's like, oh, looking into uh, hardware for, you know, specific pieces of like what I need. Shopping, window shopping. Window shopping for the individual pieces and parts. Sorry, um, I I kind of assumed a host like um, would be set up relatively like a server in an IT's, you know, in the IT room mm-hmm, somewhere, mm-hmm. and it would be you know depending on your capacity, it would be large or small, lots of wires, lots of circuit boards and things like that hooked to it, and then you could ha- run network lines to either your computers or. Whatever. I just I, I just kind of assume it's like that whenever you start hooking things up. But like more moving parts, kind of. Yes. Mm-hmm. My my vision is to somehow bring it down to like just make a, a personal host, I guess. Like a traveling host. And mm-hmm. make it like maybe backpack sized. Backpack size, but backpack sized. Um, I don't think that's really going to happen. Okay. Uh, because they require a, a large power supply. They a host that would be backpack size might be a host rating of one at most, and so until I can fur out more, I'm not going to say it's mobile. Okay. I I would I wouldn't want to put one out there that's mobile because I don't know how. How would I say it? I'm not ready for that. That's how I'd say it. Okay. But. That is an end goal, though. We will work toward that. Excellent. Lifestyle, (laughs) Aegis. I'm looking. Yeah, no. Okay, I found my stuff on computers and no i don't see anything that i of my cheat sheet notes for the matrix and computers and stuff i don't see anything not me well crud what you can do is uh, a matrix perception 
and your goal is to start sourcing for these pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. And what the matrix perception isn't going to be resisted by anything. It's just you're looking for the same list that I made up some time ago and the companies that would be associated with it. With, uh, well, here's a better list. Computer plus intuition with your data processing being your limit. Five. Okay. So this is going to be representative of a extended test. So go ahead and write down that research for host five successes. Your the first pieces of information you find out about generating a host are is the hardware that is going to need the software, the pieces and the parts. And so now you're starting to hunt down because you're looking to build a host as as you said a minute ago, that's portable. Well, I mean, the first, the first one would could be stationary. That wouldn't be a problem. Um, but it would be more like um, after I get my actual host set up, like my little bubble that I live in, um, mm-hmm. then I would want to work towards making a host that's portable, so I could basically hide everyone in it as far as like their guns and you know all that kind of stuff and have extra extra protection like a well you can already generate (laughs) (laughs) well you can already generate a a wireless access network your sorry your personal access network your pan that surrounds you and you can put people inside your pan and use your firewall to protect them correct but a, a pan doesn't doesn't have black ice. No, but you could also have agent programs that you use. Yeah. Which is the same thing as black ice. So I really think the difference between a host and what you want is that hosts have an archive that store all the data. Which you technically can already do game mechanics wise to store all the data i'm gonna have to definitely off screen work on this one we've got the slack so we can talk more about this let's go ahead and move on to your vacation out on the island yeah vacation your quotes you you cut out there sorry i was like yeah vacation air quotes Nice. Yeah, so I would probably get a hold of um, Spinning Eagle before I went out there, so it's not like a big gigantic surprise. Surprise, Um. I'm here to hang out. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't think they'd have a problem with you just showing up, though. Probably not, but I just, you know, it's courtesy. Okay. If they need anything, that whole feel. Because, you know, I'm... stuff out with you. Yeah, I am the bringer of outside things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Mm. No, it's pretty good. They're just uh, eager for you to come out, hang out with them on the island. 
Okay. Anything uh, like beer wise that I need to bring? Uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna tempt them with alcohol from the mainland. They're gonna say yeah. So of course. Grandma will ask for some um, soy weisers to be brought in. It smells so gross. Excellent. Soy weisers it is. Grandma. Yummy. So I will bring out a, um, a case of soy weisers and probably something. Probably just something for, you know, me and Sitting Eagle. Like a bottle of wine. Something like that. Some schnapps. Soy schnapps, I guess. Uh-huh. Just think, add soy to the word, the word soy to almost <laughs> everything. Before it, after it. You got it. <laughs> soy liqueur. Oh, gross. That's, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soy liqueur. Soy liqueur. It's kind of nice to be getting out of the city. Um, on your trek out from downtown, downtown is flooding again. Cars are turning into boats. Boats are turning into cars. So it's definitely a nice time to be getting out of the city, out of the rain, and out into the countryside. The ferry runs about an hour and a half late from the scheduled time, even though you knew what you were doing and when to get there. So you had time to sit on the dock waiting for the boat to show up and do some hunting for these pieces of host. Sitting Eagle called you and told you there's a bit of rough weather out. And so, you know, of course, this is after you found out it's going to be late. That he calls you to let you know that the boat's going to be late. Getting on the ferry and heading to the island. Anything in particular you want to do other than keep hunting for the host? Not right now. How is Zoe doing? You've been getting plenty of sleep? I mean, not more than usual, probably. Uh, Glitches are a bit worrisome. Have they been happening more? (sighs) Yes, more frequently. Um, But not like every day. Maybe like once a week, it kind of happens in the weirdest places too. Like where? No, sitting in, if you're standing in line at the soy box, you see a little glitch in the corner of your eye. You turn to look at it, kind of freaks you out a little bit. Then you're in public. Yeah. So it's fun having a. Do they stay there or do they disappear? It seems like the duration that they appear is getting longer. Because at first it was just like, and then it's gone. It it feels like like seconds now that they happen. Ouch. Well, it's not the worst. The worst was when you were out on the island at one time and you were caught unable to log out for almost two whole minutes. That was fun. (laughs) 
Okay, so your search programs come back with a couple of options and you begin looking over the diagrams and the readout information, thinking back to some of the pieces of knowledge that you picked up through scouring through different parts of the matrix of what would help build a better host. The fairy's horn blows in the distance and you can see it coming into the dock. Station manager calls out for everybody to get ready to load on. You're amongst about five other vehicles that are prepped to go to the island. One of them is a large van filled with uh, materials for the hospital and the stuffer shack. It's like a, not a, a cargo van. That's what I want to say. It's a cargo van. What else is out on the island other than just the reservation? There's a hospital, a hospital that is uh, owned and controlled by Horizon. Um, it has a, it's mostly it was out there because about a little bit more than a year ago, there was a, a disease outbreak and a lot of people got really sick and some died. The vulnerable into one children, elderly, they started dying off. And, um, the cure was, they brought a cure in to give to people and it started helping, but it just didn't end the problem. And then out of the blue, it ended. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Eagle has told you about it. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> uh, they don't know anything about it. They don't know why would have, what would have caused it. it didn't there was rumors anybody. that um, Horizon had something to do with it in their hospital, poisoning people. Of course, that was some of the old folks yelling that the hospital's poisoning people. Um. Yeah, you really haven't. I don't know if you've looked too much into something like that. So that's about all I'm going to tell you. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. No. Okay, but Horizon and Stuffershack are the only Horizon and Aztec are the only two out there. Stuffershack and the local hospital. Everything else is mom and pop shops, and they buy most of their goods from vendors, and the vendors send them on a big cargo van, i.e., the one in question. And then everything else is just homegrown. Especially the bacon. Mmm. Bacon. Bacon's so good. Ferry ride out across the water and you arrive on the island. A few hours of driving in your rental car. Cat has started to lose her damn mind. <laughs> and you arrive in the parking lot of the Stuffer Shack. Legs numb from driving so many hours. Butt numb. Pull in, get Cat to get in her little backpack. I'll leave the top unzipped a little bit just so she can. Whatever. I don't know. Cat's, cat's weird. Walk into the stuffer shack. Sitting Eagle there. No. Oh. Is he at home? Yeah, but you know, you have to stop here anyways. Get some gas, use the restroom or something. Stretch my legs a little bit. Get a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. There's a new guy working the, the Stuffer Shack. Um, you don't rightly recognize him. So that's the first thing that catches you. Oh, hey, new guy. 
And you think about it, Sitting Eagle might have said something, but he hasn't mentioned anything about a new person. So being one that your job profession requires you to notice every little fucking thing that changes, that's the first thing you notice when you walk in. Non, do you act nonchalant or do you freak out, pull your gun and start shooting him? Oh, no. As I go to, is he up at the, if he's up at the counter, I'll engage. Like, I'll, I'll go up and put my items up there. Like a soy cola. And <laughs> uh, just put it up on the counter and say, Hey, you're new. He smiles. Yeah, hi. Um, I am new, actually. <laughs> and he laughs, you know, it's like, oh, caught me. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, the company sent me out to watch the store. I'm just helping out to fill in gaps. Um, what do you mean, fill in gaps? Oh, uh, <laughs> well... The gentleman I'm replacing no longer works here. Which guy? Oh, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Small, skinny kid. Henry. Harry. 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 Oh. Was he let go? Like, did, did something happen? I mean, I don't mean to get all up in your business, but, you know. It's... Well, company policy says that I can't talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, you're getting a real sense from him. He is very corporate, corp, you know, strict. So he's like, I really can't talk about all of this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, um, nice to meet you. Your name was Lloyd. Lloyd, how you doing, Lloyd? I'm doing just fine. Uh, will there be anything else with your purchase? Oh, that'll be all. You're going to put the gas on a card, or do you want to pay for it now? Oh, no, I got it. Yeah, card. Puts it all in a bag, hands it to you. Thanks. Have a nice day. Welcome to the island. Uh, thanks. Bye. He, you know, he sticks for the corporate. Oh, Lloyd, nice to meet you. You know, wraps your stuff up, puts the receipt into the bag, and wishes you best. Enjoy the weather. Bam! The drive up to the trailer park is Fucking beautiful. Blue skies. The sun. Giant ball of fire in the sky. You actually get to see it. Well, don't look at it. But, you know, it's up there. Your um, your, your translucent skin is uh, unable to adapt to the intense amount of UV coming through your windows. No, no. I always... Well, I always put on sunblock now whenever I know I'm coming out here. So, <laughs> Waterproof sunblock. Yeah. No, okay. Um, you arrive at the trailer <laughs> park. There is a normal amount of vehicles. Nothing looks out of the place. You see Sitting Eagle's truck. Uh, he's out front with um, some of the older individuals of the tribe, including some of the older men. They have wood and they're chainsawing it up. Uh, he is splitting the wood with an axe while uh, an older gentleman is working one of the log splitters. And it looks like they're having a competition of who's faster. Uh, his strength of six is winning in comparison because he's splitting the logs a lot faster than the machine will push him through. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is he all sweaty? Because this is yes. exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'm just gonna like pull up and just kind of like stand by my rental and ogle him for a little bit until he notices I'm here. Uh, all right. So he, in the middle of his competition, does notice you here and then decides to pay attention to you and stop what he's doing uh, and wave. And this leads the machine to cutting the last one or two and getting ahead of him, in which he then hustles to try to catch up, but doesn't. That's fine. So there's some laughter and uh, jabbing, pointing out that uh, the machine won because uh, he couldn't focus because of a woman. They all laugh. Uh, uh, uh. Well, he's very excited to see you. So he will be like, hey, babe, what's going on? I'll uh, walk over and say, not much, you know, just wanted to come hang out, see what's going on, that kind of thing. Oh, also, I was wondering if maybe I could talk to some of the elders, you know, later. Maybe your grandma. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, what they find out that you came into town, you know, they're probably going to want to get together and have a... Dinner? And yeah. So I'll go tell my we can go tell my mom that you're in. Yeah. She hasn't already figured it out now. <clears throat> and my aunt's I, up at the store working, so get her to come down and do some cooking too. Excellent. So um let's see. Go ahead and fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Start letting the tribe know. Hey, Zoe came into town, she brought stuff. Grandmother come o- comes over and wants her uh, soy wisers. Yep. And uh, everybody will get together and have a nice little shindig. Greeting you back. Um, sharing of food. Campfire out around in the middle of the, the park. Excellent. So after... Like, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, after eating and, and having fun and dancing a little bit and whatever, whenever it starts to kind of quiet down, I will go over and, and sit next to grandma and mom okay. and I start kind of asking them because um, I know I can't remember who's around whenever the little girl mentioned the glitches. I'll just kind of casually bring it up uh, in conversation. Um, the glitches and Kind of, I guess, what that would mean to them. Okay, one second. When you start talking about the glitches, the elders will mention the young ones. And when they were growing up and when they first started seeing the glitches and start seeing um, the children slipping away, they talk about how it was a strange thing for them to get used to how the, the young ones had gifts that they didn't understand that people from the city came and tried to take advantage of. And things have changed and times have changed. People still, the kids, the young ones still have these moments. And 
they'll say most of it happens and starts around about 10 to 12 and ends when they're about 15 or 16 when they finally come into their own. Some are better at it than others. They will comment, you know, mentioning some of the younger ones who are really good at the gifts. They, I don't think they would call them technomancers. I think they might have their own word for it. Um, like techies or tech talkers or something. They would have their own kind of idea what it means to them, but we're just going to refer to them as technomancers. They would, they would understand that the, these kids have the ability to communicate, access the matrix when they're close enough to it. But considering that there is no matrix here, they call it the other side, referring to it as a place where the spirits roam. And so they see it as a form of magic, and they describe it in a way that it is a form of magic to them, a magic which involves machines. It's been great. Plows and the trucks around here that the kids are able to reprogram work a hell of a lot better. Anytime one of the vehicles break down and it's the computer's fault, the kids can fix it. <laughs> so they see it as a very special gift that happens to the young ones. Sitting Eagle was one of the first to go through it. He's also one of the oldest to have the gifts. Um, when he was a young man, were, uh, you know, about 15 or so, and the gift came to him. Others got it too, but not all survived. And when the white man came from the lands of Seattle, uh, a few of the kids dis did disappear. And they realized what had happened. And so they keep it really secretive because of that. They know that they know that the hospital up on the hill watches them, but because of some of the more skilled technomancers, the hospital has never been able to retain data on them. The word never leaves except by a mouth. And since no images or pictures or anything like that, that it's taken on the Island can leave the Island because they actively work to get rid of that stuff. As far as they know, Horizon doesn't know, and nobody else knows except for you and maybe a handful of people. So, <laughs> what did she mean by some didn't survive? <laughs> and I and I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm really, I don't mean to bring bring up anything, you know, sad or, or terrible or anything, but you know, I I just want to get all the facts of. The kids around Sitting Eagle's age, because Sitting Eagle's is a, is your age. I'm assuming that you guys are close to the same age. Maybe he's a bit older by about a year or two. I'm I'm like forty something. Okay, so you're like twenty years older than him. Yeah, easily. Forty. I'm forty two. Oh yeah, he's. I'm assuming he's in his late twenties. 
Anyways, the rest of them, uh, if we were to say there was five kids, two of them lived, two of them died, and one went crazy. Of the two that lived, Sitting Eagle is one, and I don't have a name. Insert generic NPC for the other one. No, just this is the two that survived. The two that died, died. They don't know why or what killed them. They remember it was a terrible trying time because they were trying to figure out how it all worked. And then, of course, one of them went crazy. Didn't die, just his his head died. His head got spirits in there, and they couldn't get him out. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um... So... For Sitting Eagle, when he was a teenager, the people that was his age were either dying for no reason or going crazy. No, no trauma. Okay. Okay. Um, great. Yeah, this is good. So, <laughs> the one that went crazy... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, is it more like he's a vegetable or they are a vegetable or he's up at the hospital that's where he stays ah we visit him every once in a while and the man he should be isn't who he is he's more of a child He has tantrums. That's a good way of saying it. He throws fits. Okay. I guess I won't bring up any more with them. Um, I assume they understand that I am going through, I guess, something along the lines of what they're going through or what the kids went through. Sitting Eagle has told them nothing. Oh, good. Good. You told him and he's pretty much kept it. And his thing, he has no advice. He, oh, you know, just chew bubble gum and walk backwards in a circle. That'll solve it. That's what I did. No, he, he has nothing. Right. It's he just kind like, of, it happens if it happens. And there's, this is kind of out of my control. Yeah, it was a a puberty change. Yeah. I just don't understand, since I'm this old, like, why it would be happening now to me. Unless it's like an elf thing. So you're going to inform the rest of the tribe of your condition. I am going to tell mom and grandma. But it's under the stipulation of confidence. I don't want... Um, I want them at least to be aware of the situation. So if anything happens, they'll know. And it's not like surprise kind of thing um, to the, but I don't want them to tell everyone and say, Oh, that girl's going through some stuff kind of thing. Cause they're technically the only family I have. And they have prior experience with this. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're going to want you to stay that they, they they're going to want to find out the um, when their kids went through these glitches their kids their grandkids right they were sharp they were sudden they saw things they would go to the other side and couldn't get back things would manifest they could change things uh things would change without their control so what they found for Sitting Eagle, as an example, was to keep him occupied, to keep him busy. You also realize that he's not like the most skilled technomancer you've ever met. I mean, then again, he's your only, I think he's the first one you've met. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw the remnants of one, right? Remember the. Well, whenever I first like went in to the system here and was like, there's a grid. Where's this line go of information flowing? Oh, what's that over there? Why are there golden people coming closer to me? Everybody <laughs> run. And then there were a couple more of them, you know, a little bit younger than sitting Eagle. Um, but yeah, like he's the only one that I really know personally, like that I've interacted with more. So the the elderly, the the mom and the grandmother will they're going to want you to practice it like a muscle to see if you can flex it to make sure you get on, do some things, and then do stuff outside of the matrix. They're going to keep you physically busy. Um, they're going to teach you how to sew a quilt. They're going to teach you how to skin a fish. They're going to teach you some cooking techniques. They're going to take you walking through the woods so that you can identify some of the local herbs. They're going to show you where the deers graze. They're going to take you around the island. They're going to work to keep your mind active, especially if it gets worse. And from from by telling, you can't really tell if it's gotten worse or better over the last few weeks, but they have been happening. So... Now it's just to wait and see if this remedy works. While you're on the island and dealing with the old lady's remedy, what else did you want to do? I want to um, get Kuma healed up, however that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, He took took kind of a wallop. Mm -hmm. Uh... That means going up to the hill, which means exposing you to that spirit up there and sprite up there. And the ladies are going to be kind of against that. Um, In their past, they've seen bad things happen with that. So they're going to be like, no, don't go up there right yet. Yeah, they, they want you to kind of be exposed to a little bit. They want to see if being on the island and away from the city to where here it's quiet and everything is if you don't have any glitches. And if you don't have any glitches, then this is the place where you need to stay. <laughs> trying to rope me in, huh? That's No, they're that's... trying to help you. Yeah. You're trying to rope me in. Stay here. Make babies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what grandmother wouldn't be excited <laughs> that her full-blood Native American son is going to have a half-elf half Native American baby. Like, it's going to be so freaking adorable. Right? I mean, right. look at these cheekbones. Just Yeah. 
same. <laughs> yeah. Adorable babies. All right. Yeah. So maybe they have ulterior motive. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really just, I, I want to make sure Kuma gets healed up. That's okay. one of the biggest things. And if I, if I have time away from the ladies, you know, it's like, I'm going to go see my husband. I'm going to go. Right. Well, I mean, you're going to be staying at his trailer, right? So you're going to have plenty of time with him. All right. The, um, the evening festivities go great. They're going to offer some, awesome smelling herbs as well as some not so awesome smelling stuff to kind of freshen the place up, drive away any evil spirits. They begin teaching about evil spirits and um, old lady does some cool shit with the fire and you see things in it. Yeah. Like things that are definitely you. You're like, am I hallucinating here? But everybody sits there and, and are intent and watching the fire and what you see in the fire as she talks and says things. And you notice her hand gestures look very similar to things that you so like um, Pollux do and stuff. And uh, you see images of the fire where she talks about the ancestors and the coming to the island and the hunting of the deer and the killing of the uh, whales and seals and clams and all that the nature provides. So it's like a really cool movie inside the fire itself. Cool. And so you, you're, you're not sure if that was a glitch, but uh, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I, at this point, I just kind of assume everything's a glitch now. Everything's a glitch. <laughs> um, okay. So whenever it's just me and Sitting Eagle, I'm going to kind of ask him questions about like how he interacts with the matrix like what what does he do or like how does he think about it to make something happen that kind of thing and then it's just gonna be i'm gonna try some stuff out <laughs> to see if the whatever is taking hold he begins telling you that it's he begins telling you it's a, a reflex for him. Like, when he calls you, he stops and he, like, then your phone rings. <laughs> He's not touching his phone, but you see his, his phone number comes up on your phone. He doesn't do his fingers to his ear or anything. There's no, it's just, <laughs> it's all in my head. I can make phone calls. I can change the register. There's a lot of things I do that are just in my head. I don't go in. I'm terrified of that side. Okay. When I was little, there was nothing on the other side. And it was like a vacuum cleaner. It would pick up the dirt. And it would. when I go to the other side, it felt like it was trying to pick me up. And we're going to name the guy. What should we call him? Okay. Water dog. And I think that's what happened to water dog. Water dog is the one that went. Yes. He'll nod toward the hospital. I think he got sucked up 
and whatever was on the other side ate him and didn't give him back. So I don't go. So whenever I went over to the, I guess the, the matrix side, whenever I was at, um, the black Eagle totem, um, I'll kind of explain that to sitting Eagle. Like the, the matrix was just like nothing. And then grid, like nothing was out there. And whenever I kind of like, I'll, I'll explain that to, to sitting Eagle and say, was it anything like that? Like, just grid or was it nothing it felt like nothing i've been over since it was the kids after me when it happened that it came that we could see the the grid as you call it we call it the hunting ground because that's what we're used to where the spirits lie we don't call them sprites although we know better that they call themselves sprites it came, the grid came after me and Water Dog and the rest of us. And when the, the, I think the sprite brought it with it and laid out this part of the grid, the matrix thing. And so I've been over, I know what you're talking about. But yes, it was like before where there was nothing, but it didn't feel in my head the same. It felt like pulling. You ever been so hot and it's so cold, you can feel the heat leaving your body? Yes. Yeah. Like that. That's pretty terrifying. So, I guess throughout the night, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to stretch my other muscles, I guess. Like, staring at the TV and trying to make it turn on. Because I know coffee maker turned on because I thought about it maybe and then it turned on and it was being weird um all right so do you do this with him around do you get his assistance do you tell him you're doing this yes yes uh-huh. all right um so he will sit idly by holding your hand and you stare at it and you wait, nothing seems to happen. So he'll say, let me show you. And he focuses and the TV comes on. And then he, it co- goes off. So while I focus on the TV, I'm going to think about the circuits inside of the TV and how they mm-hmm. run and attach to things and the mm-hmm. wires, and then I'll think about how it turns on and off that that running of electricity, like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. water faucet kind of thing, and just thinking, think about it turning on and that flowing of electricity on. All right. Willpower intuition roll. Four. You focus, you're thinking, wires, electricity moving, TV turning on, and as you're trying to run through your head with all this stuff, TV clicks on. And then the channel changes a couple of times. And, Damn it. And then it keeps surfing. And he go, Eagle Eagles, Eagle is like, 
You did it! But you don't feel that you're doing anything else. Yeah. And the channel changes. And it changes again. Yeah, it's cat. It's cat, isn't it? You look over and the cat's sitting there staring at the TV. <laughs> and then looks at you and goes back to staring at the TV. It was cat. It was cat. He goes, oh. And he reaches, picks up his slipper and he <laughs> swings for the cat. And the cat's like, oh! Gets up and runs off. <laughs> and he leans over and he, he puts his arm around you and he's like, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? There's nothing to be sorry about. You're right. I just, I was really hoping, you know, Hey, your cat's an asshole. <laughs> no, she's she's just TV deprived. <sighs> I don't know. Are there any more? Let me see. What else is around that I can try to turn on? Huh, maybe I'll make coffee? Make us some coffee. Uh, some hot- yeah, I, I can go set it up. No. I can set it up. I want to do this. <laughs> All right. So he goes and he sets up the coffee maker. Okay. And then gives you the thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> Same thing as before. Intuition will. willpower. Okay. Go ahead and describe it. Yeah, don't let me cut you off yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I start thinking about, you know, the electronics because I've, I've had to rewire some stuff before and the wires and how they attach to all the circuits and the power running from uh, the wall going into the coffee maker itself and running up those wires to the on and off switch just like water flowing mm-hmm. three <laughs> and I think about turning it on how many successes did you get? Three. Just three. Three. <laughs> you focus, you think, and somewhere in your head, you can't see it like in vision, but you feel script. You feel script just for like a bare moment, and then the coffee maker clicks on. And then you notice on the coffee maker's wireless signal, there's a kitty paw print mark. Damn it! <laughs> Cat comes over and jumps up onto the couch and stares at you. Emoticons begin flashing over her head. What? <laughs> the emoticons are confusion, smiley face, tuna fish, cat. Thank you, Kat. But I was trying to turn it on. I wanted to do it. Laughing emoticon. Laughy emoticon. Laughy emoticon. Yeah, that's real funny. Laffy, 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 And then I'll sit. I'll like put the and fish. Okay. Yeah, she starts with all the laughing. Sitting, you will clean some coffee cups so you guys can have some hot coffee. Um, 
Let's see the microwave. And try the TV again. His phone, his actual phone. The thing he carries <laughs> around and says, this is my phone. It's not his phone. Um, there's a lot of things you can try. Yeah. The question is, what are you going to be able to do without the cat interfering? That's true. I don't know. We should, <laughs> me and Sitting Eagle should go for a walk. <laughs> And get away from the cat. And then I can try to call his phone. <laughs> That's a great idea. That no is works. a great idea. Yeah, we'll just go for a walk. Let's okay. walk around. And then whenever we get sufficiently away from cat, do some more stuff. More stuff. All right. Um, you get distance from cat. And it's not a willpower intuition anymore. Uh, let me find it real quick. It is a computer plus intuition. I got five. All right. As you probably get at least a block or two up the dirt road, walking and talking in the chill night air, you begin focusing in on his phone as much as you possibly can. And you feel that same sensation of a script Something seems to be appearing in your head. You're not really sure exactly what it is, what's appearing, or what the script means. But you can see Sitting Eagle's number, and you begin feeling a shit ton of pain. At the same time, his phone, the thing that he says is his phone, starts to ring, and it hurts in your head. By the way, the number that's on this phone... As he's looking at it, looking at you, it's just a bunch of sevens. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Okay. Okay. I'll uh I'll suffer the pain for a second and tell him to answer it. <laughs> okay, he picks it up, and like a terrible echo in a phone call, you hear him say hello out loud in your ear and in your head. But it only lasts for a brief second before the whole world around you bleeds quickly away into a gridded world. Oh, fuck. The phone and the icons are all floating around in a blurred, strange pattern. You feel that you've slipped over. You have no idea, but you have somehow hot-simmed in. And it hurts. Okay, okay, okay. Freaking out a little bit. Um, exit. How do I exit? Gotta exit. Just think exit. <laughs> Jacking out is a simple action that requires a hardware plus willpower roll for most, but um, because you're not really sure what your hardware roll would be, it's just a willpower test. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Two successes. All right. Let's see. Um, you come to. You're looking up toward the sky. Sitting eagle is over you. You must have fallen because you were walking and hot simmed in at the same time, which makes complete sense. Right. So, so are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
Sorry. You find um, that your voice sounds groggy, thickened, and like there's a ringing headache in your head. So your voice doesn't sound the same when you talk. Can 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 we go uh, home? I need to sit down or lay down or uh, maybe sleep. Not really sure at yeah. this point. All right, sure. He he's going to pick you up, start carrying you. Um, <laughs> I like snuggle up next to him. It's like, ah, oh, this is this is nice. <laughs> the pain doesn't go away, and at some point on the, the short trek back to the trailer, he points out that your ble- nose is bleeding. I'll, uh, you know, kind of pinch pinch the nose, make sure. Yeah. All right, you've like, taken one physical point of damage. Ooh, exciting! Not, not actual stun, physical damage. All right. You get back to the trailer, and he's going to hook you up with some Tylenol, Advil, Ibuprofen, cocktail, shot of tequila, whatever it's going to take to help you with that headache, get the bed ready, get some hot oils to rub your back down with, <laughs> and, uh, you know, try to make you feel comfortable, light some incense. That works. Yep, it's just a lot of snuggling right now. Okay. Mm, so much snuggles. All right. Um, you fall asleep, and the moment you fall asleep, it feels like you jack in. Oh, God. But it feels like you're awake, but you also can't see the Matrix. But you can. you have that sensation that you're in the Matrix. So it's like the only thing that's missing is the visual. Like it's just not even turned on. Like your camera or whatever would be giving you your audio, your visual stimulation. You can hear the matrix. You can sense it. Okay. It lasts probably about an hour or two before you actually feel like you're falling back into your bed. You felt this sensation before when you've left your hooked in and surfed the net all night long. And it's like, I'm just going to go back to here and crash. And Oh yeah, I need to unplug, you know? So you felt this sensation before and it feels somewhat familiar, but just uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Just uh try to sleep as much as possible. Okay. Just chilling. Chilling. Chilling like a villain. Okay. Let's start <laughs> fast forwarding. What do we want to do next? The ladies are going to be planning out your almost complete day-to-day activities with uh herb gathering gathering, uh fish gutting. Feels like being home in Alaska or in Canada. Sorry. <laughs> Wherever I'm from. <laughs> um All right. Um when you're out gutting fish, um you go to pick up the knife, the knife will glitch to one side. So when you reach for it, it's not there anymore. And then you have to wait a minute to figure out exactly where it's at. Um, walking through the woods, you wander off the trail. Um, you see trees change places. Like one tree will suddenly move like five feet. So the glitches are intense throughout the next day. They when you finally off. get, when they, they start tapering off, but when you get home later that day, you 
when you get home later that day, you're unable to I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no. They taper off near the end of the day. Okay. It was just kind of like backlash. Something. Something like that. So the ladies keep you occupied until about maybe three-ish and dinner's around seven-ish. So you have about four hours where nobody's going to be bothering you. Smushing. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Well, he's going to be at work for part of that. So it's smush now. Get it over with so he can uh, get off to work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yep. He'll come back during one of his breaks and we'll smush again. Excellent. What would they have? Uh, no. Oh, Water Dog was the one that went crazy. Okay. Yes. Um, how far away is the hospital? At most, a 20-minute drive. Yeah, it's a I very small island. Maybe go... Ugh. It's so bad to go by myself. Just for, like, logistics sake. Because it's not family. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I want right. I, I want to go visit Water Dog. I don't want to go by myself just because I'm not family and I would be a totally new visitor there. I get it. Yeah. But you could still do it. I know. I'm gonna wait and we can we can like fast forward um, to a day that like Sitting Eagle has like half a day off yep. Yep. and then go up together. Because right. that way he's there to like supervise, not really supervise, to get me in. You know, oh we're just coming up here to say hi, that kind of thing. So it doesn't look super suspicious. All right. Well, do you want to take this four-hour break and head up to the hill? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm. I. I'm imagining you have your still. You have rental, so you can drive up to the the hilltop. Yeah. And then walk the rest of the way to the park. All right. You get to the top of the hill. I will. Forget how to do this. Do I just? I just kind of like. Check in, and then the black okay, so, well, he, I can't, he's in the matrix. He's on the grid yeah. in the matrix at this location. Last time you were here, that's where he was at. So you just got to log into the matrix. AR, VR, check yeah. your phone and play with whatever heads up information will come up with. It. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Your deck would yeah. be what you use to check the matrix in this area. Okay. Yeah. Um, deck. I'll do AR. Okay. See Kuma, Black Eagle Totem. I'm not entirely sure how I healed a sprite. (laughs) All right. So you um, 
pull your you go to use your deck and your glasses. Yes. Uh, you pull your de- your, your your okay a cyber deck. The one thing that you use is actually a cyber terminal that's been modified. A cyber terminal is a specialized deck that you used to get on, them. but yours and the data is out there to turn them into cyber decks. You pull your cyber deck up, punch a few buttons, and um, I don't know. How do you feel when you realize your data jack's not online? Like the- yeah, when you pull it up, yeah, the thing in the back of your neck that that you hook up with it, the wireless device that hooks everything up. I mean, you could still plug a wire, pull the wire out, and plug it into your data jack or something uh, to your cyber deck. But at this point in time, you go boop, boop, boop. There's no wireless signal coming from your data jack. The only way you know that the wireless signal is active is by looking. It's not like it sends a signal into your brain going, "I'm on." <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it actually it does it does say on and off. So it, right now, your data jack is saying I'm on and I'm running just fine. But when you go to bring up your cyber deck to log on with your AR goggles, you got no Wi-Fi signal to your data jack. Like even if I like take like wire in. All right, you pull the wire and you shove it in. Yep, you're on. Okay. Why would the wireless not be working? Is it just not work? Like, can I run a diagnostic? Oh, hell yeah, you can run a diagnostic. All right, it takes a few moments. It Diagnostic is going to be computer plus logic. Four. Four successes. Um... Your data jack's wireless feature is on and running. It's not able to diagnose too much what's going on, but from the parameters and the way it looks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you diagnose it, it's running just fine. As far as it can tell you, it's saying, Hey, I'm running great. I don't know what your problem is. You um, make a matrix perception test, which is computer plus intuition. Three. What's your intuition? Five. Sorry, my intuition is five. What's your logic? Six. My intuition, or my logic is six. Yeah. Um, Even though the data jack says that it's running... You're not getting a signal from it. It's like there's a a bunch of noise in the area or something that's just drowning out the signal. Okay. Maybe it's just in this area then. Um, I guess I'll just be wired. Okay. And You're on. Okay. Anything matrix-wise. Boom. Shoots off in all directions. You see the large standing stone that the bird perches on in front of you, but currently there is no bird. Oh, good. peaceful here. Um, no bird at the totem. And I 
do a matrix perception or a matrix search to try to find him, I guess, or if he's in the vicinity. Yes. Computer plus intuition. Five. You're currently affected by uh, noise of three right now, by the way. Oh. I can use Kuma for this too, right? If you want. Okay. Six. <laughs> All How right. Much? Sorry. Uh, I got six. And I would be helping, um, Kuma would be helping me with that. All right. It's not hard to find Black Eagle. Uh, or at least uh, the place which he rests and be able to spot that he has he is uh, arriving as upon your arrival here. He doesn't hang out here. This is just like, hey, he was off doing his other things. He's got his grocery shopping to do and stuff. So he's seen you showed up, so he's going to show up too as well. Um, as you're searching and trying to figure things out, you find that there is the noise is generated by some sort of like lag that's happening. As you speak, you're hearing, or you do, it's like there's an echo of your actions and the sounds you make uh, in this area. Okay. That's weird. Ta-da. 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 Black Eagle arrives. The large sprite descends, wings spread, and rests upon the stone. Its talons gripping into the rock. It spreads its wings for a moment, then pulls them tight around it and turns its head ever so slightly to peer down at you with one of its eyes. Um. <clears throat> Greetings, Black Eagle! Um, I have come to seek healing for my sprite, and I have no idea how to do that. Really come with a manual. All right. Uh, Kuma comes out of your deck. On the pawn, the command of Black Eagle, using one of your tasks out. And Black Eagle then touches Kuma and removes all of his wounds. Oh. Putting him back to full. It does take one of his tasks to leave. So he has to end the task that he's been doing, which is diagnosis on your deck. Right, right. So for you to tell him to do diagnosis again on your deck, he's going to use another one of his tasks. Refilling his tasks. Or the, or the number of tasks he can do. Can't. At all? Black Eagle says, Your friend who you have named Kuma, has not yet solidified until he becomes more part of the Matrix, until he has been registered. That can't be done. Well, then how does one register a sprite? Uh, Matrix, let's see, it says 
if I understand this correctly, he is already I he is already a registered sprite because yeah. he lasts for so long. Yeah, and we also like I spent karma also yeah. to make him permanent fixture, I guess. Yeah. Um, we will say that for now, Black Eagle mm -hmm. can refresh the number of tasks back to where it was, which was eight. Yes. We'll just, ta-da! Magic! <laughs> He's back up to eight. And I will look into it, and we'll figure it out. You'll read, I'll read, we'll come back to it. Because I'm pretty sure, if not, he just rewrites Kuma. I don't want him to rewrite Kuma. I like Kuma. Yeah. Now what? Now, I guess, wander back. Take a nice leisurely stroll. Okay. Get back, get back to my car. I mean, ob obviously, like, unhooking from my deck and wandering off. Head back so smushing happens and then... Hell yeah. Try to turn on the coffee maker with my mind again. No, I'm kidding. All right. I'm kidding. You're gonna, you're gonna, no, you're gonna. Okay. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wait. We can fast forward to when we go talk to Water Dog. Okay. Thanks for listening to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at OriginalBoxSet.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at Patreon.com slash OriginalBoxSet so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. Now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.